Hi, this is Brad Constantine, and this is a podcast recording of the Old Testament. Although this is not an official recording of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, every effort's been made to be as doctrinally accurate as possible. I'll be using for the text the Joseph Smith translation of the Old Testament, along with many commentaries from general authorities of the Church, BYU professors, Bible scholars, and others. This format will be very detailed, and so if you want a deep analysis of the Old Testament, you come to the right place. Thanks for your attendance. Hi, welcome back. This is going to be for Isaiah chapter 24. I'm just going to read a few uh, minor things here just to kind of introduce what we're going to be talking about. Judgment against the wicked. Blessings to the righteous. The wicked are those who have broken their covenants. The earth reacts to the wickedness. Triumph over the wicked. Ephraim to be destroyed. The restoration, Book of Mormon, Joseph Smith predicted, and the second coming. Verses 1 to 12, the world changes the ordinance and breaks the covenant. Behold, the Lord maketh the earth empty and maketh it waste and turneth it upside down when the whole wicked world shall end and scattereth abroad the inhabitants thereof. The destruction of the wicked at the second coming. Doctrine and Covenants section 5, for a desolating scourge shall go forth among the inhabitants of the earth and shall continue to be poured out from time to time if they repent not until the earth is empty and the inhabitants thereof are consumed away and utterly destroyed by the brightness of my coming. And it shall be as with the people, so that with the so with the priest, as with the servant, so with his master, as with the maid, so with her mistress, as with the buyer, so with the seller, as with the lender, so with the borrower, as with the taker of usury, or him who exacts payment, so with him who makes payment, so with the giver of usury to him. The inhabitants of the land will be scattered regardless of their status or position. The land shall be utterly emptied and utterly spoiled, robbed or plundered, for the Lord hath spoken his word, the totality of destruction, hath spoken this word, the earth mourned and fadeth away, the world languisheth and fadeth away, the earth mourns and withers both from judgment and apostasy, the haughty people or the upper class are despondent of the earth do languish, weighed down by sin. The earth also is defiled under the inhabitants thereof, because they have transgressed the laws, or changed the ordinance, broken the everlasting covenant. This is the real problem. President Kimball said, Certainly some blame for the spreading tide of sin and evil can be attached to the voices from lecture platforms, editorial rooms, or broadcasting stands, and even from the pulpit. Such voices may have to answer for their perpetuating falsehood and their failure to give true leadership in combating evil. As with the people, so with the priests. The, the term priest is here used to denote all religious leaders of any faith. Isaiah said, The earth also is defiled under the inhabitants thereof, because they have transgressed the laws, changed the ordinance, broken the everlasting covenant. From among the discordant voices we are shocked at those of many priests who encourage the defilement of men and wink at the eroding trends, and who deny the omniscience of God. Certainly these men should be holding firm, yet some yield to popular clamor. Verse 6, Therefore hath the curse devoured the earth, and they that dwell therein are desolate. Therefore the inhabitants of the earth are burned, and few men left. We're talking here about the second coming. Elder Bussar McConkie said, In the coming day, when the vineyard of the Lord is burned, some few will abide the day, but the masses of men will be destroyed. Only those who are quickened, as were Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the furnace of Nebuchadnezzar, shall be able to abide the day of burning. So we need to be translated in order to survive the second coming. Verse 7, The new wine mourneth, or drought, the vine languisheth, all the merry-hearted do sigh, the party's over, in other words. The mirth of tabrets, or drums, ceaseth, the noise of them that rejoice endeth, the joy of the harp ceaseth, the party lifestyle of the wicked will cease. They shall not drink wine with a strong, strong drink, or with a song, strong drink shall be bitter to them that drink it.
The city of confusion is broken down. All cities that are full of confusion and chaos because of inequality and destruction. Every house is shut up that no man may come in. The wicked will shut their doors out of fear of the coming judgments, while the righteous will close their doors in obedience to this counsel. Come, my people, enter into thy chambers and shut thy doors about thee. Hide thyself, as it were, for a little moment until the indignation pass over. And we'll read about that in a couple chapters. There is a crying for wine in the streets. People still wanted their wicked lifestyle. All joy is darkened. The mirth of the land is gone. In the city is left desolate, is left desolation, and the gate is smitten with destruction. The city of confusion, whose streets are empty, whose houses are shut, whose defenses are gone, and whose social interaction has vanished. Verses 13 to 16, a righteous remnant rejoices. When thus it shall be in the midst of the land among the people, peoples or nations, there shall be as the shaking of an olive tree and as the gleaning grapes where the vintage is done. A few olives always remain in the olive tree after the completion of the harvest, especially on the upper branches, and a stick is usually used to beat these olives from the branches. These remaining olives represent the righteous who will remain after the destruction of the wicked represented by the harvesting of an olive tree. Verse 14, they, the few righteous, shall lift up their voice. They shall sing for the majesty of the Lord. They shall cry aloud or preach the gospel from the sea. Prayers and singing, the words to the song are found in Doctrine and Covenants section 88, or 84, verses 99 to 102. The Lord hath brought again Zion, the Lord hath redeemed his people Israel, according to the election of grace, which was brought to pass by the faith and covenant of their fathers. The Lord hath redeemed his people, and Satan is bound, and time is no longer. The Lord hath gathered all things in one, the Lord hath brought down Zion from above. The Lord hath brought up Zion from beneath, and the earth hath travailed and brought forth her strength. The truth is established in her bowels. And the heavens have smiled upon her, and she is clothed with the glory of her God, for he stands in the midst of his people. Glory and honor and power and might be ascribed to our God, for he is full of mercy, justice, grace, and truth, and peace forever and ever. Amen. Verse 15, Wherefore glory ye the Lord in the fires, Hebrew lights, or perhaps a scribal error for islands, uh, probably is islands, the gathered remnant of the saints, or the saints glorify the Lord in the region of light, or in the place where the Spirit of God is abundant, even the name of the Lord God of Israel in the isles of the sea, a righteous remnant scattered throughout the earth. From the uttermost part of the earth have we heard songs, even glory to the righteous. But I said, My leanness, Hebrew, I waste away, woe is me, my leanness, my inability to change things. Woe unto me, the, treacher, the treacherous dealers have dealt treacherously, yea, the treacherous dealers have dealt very treacherously. Despite the rejoicing of the remnant, the, the prophet laments the destruction of the many people who rejected righteousness. Isaiah is sorry for the wickedness of the people. He can't get them to change. Verses 16 to 23, the earth reacts in, to, her, to her inhabitants' iniquities. Verse 17, fear and the pit and the snare or traps are upon thee, O inhabitants of the earth, and it shall come to pass that he who fleeth from the noise of the fear shall fall into the pit, and he that cometh up out of the midst of the pit, he that escapes, shall be taken in the snare. Ultimately, there is no escape for the wicked. For the windows from on high are open, and the foundations of the earth do shake. The wicked will try to escape, but will be caught. Doctrine and Covenants 38 tells us to fear not. Therefore, be ye strong from henceforth. Fear not, for the kingdom is yours. Isaiah gives seven statements of the effect that wickedness has upon the earth. 
The earth is utterly broken down. The earth is clean dissolved. The earth is moved exceedingly. There's a great earthquake. The earth shall, shall reel to and fro like a drunkard and shall be removed like a cottage or collapsed instantaneously. And the transgression thereof shall be heavy upon it and it shall fall and not rise. The wicked society that now envelops the earth shall not rise again. These also may be referring to the final earthquake in Revelation 16. And there were voices and thunders and lightnings, and there was a great earthquake, such as what was not since men were upon the earth, so mighty an earthquake and so great. And the great city was divided into three parts, and the cities of the nations fell. And great Babylon came in remembrance before God and to give unto her the cup of the wine of the fierceness of his wrath. And every island fled away, and the mountains were not found. I wonder if that's the earthquake that will happen when Jesus returns to the, to the Mount of Olives or when all of, all of the earth is brought back into one landmass. Verse 21, And it shall come to pass in that day that the Lord shall punish the host of the high ones that are on high and the kings of the earth upon the earth. And they, the haughty and proud, shall be gathered together as prisoners are gathered in the pit and shall be shut up in the prison and, men, and after many days shall they be visited. The dead who have been gathered in prison will be visited. Joseph Smith said, We find that God will deal with all the human family equally and those characters referred to by Isaiah will have their time of visitation and deliverance after having been many days in prison. Orson Pratt said, They will have the opportunity to be redeemed from their prison through the preaching of the gospel in the spirit world and through the performance of vicarious ordinances in mortality. 23. Then the moon shall be confounded and the sun ashamed. Moon and sun's majesty is nothing compared to the brightness of Christ when he comes. When the Lord of hosts shall reign to mourn, or, I'm sorry, that when, the, when the Lord of hosts shall reign in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem and before his ancients gloriously. In other words, the elders. The glory of the Lord will light Zion. Two separate Jerusalems, the old and new, will serve as headquarters of the millennial kingdom of God from which Jesus will rule. Old Jerusalem will be built up by Judah. The new Jerusalem also will be known as Zion, will be built up in Jackson County, Missouri by Ephraim. Temples will be located in the centers of these two capital cities. So that's the end of the chapter, and we'll see you next time. Bye.